Welcome to Junto Love and Marriage Halloween Edition. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're excited because Dracula will be joining us tonight. Uh, seriously, we're excited. Hope uh, you had a chance to catch the last podcast, episode one of Love and Marriage. And tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about some of our fears. We're all scared of something. And hopefully we can add some insight on some real everyday rational fears. What do you think, Heather? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's fall. Sophie, our second child, daughter, her birthday is this weekend, and so she's super excited. She loves Halloween. She loves fall. So we are trying to decorate the house to her Halloween standards. I have to come up with um, some ways for her and her friends to go through our haunted house. I'm actually excited about that because I love Halloween. I love, you know... We can get into a theological debate, and there's probably some people who are it's on the side fun. of, it's just yeah, and I guess it's it's what level you take it to. For us, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's fun. It's it's an adventure. Making memories with the kids. That's exactly right. And, you know, we have a side that's kind of, I think everybody wants to be a little bit whimsical. In other words, yeah, yeah that drives the spirit to pretend and right. to use your imagination. So for us, that's all it is. So. Yeah. I'm excited about that. We'll turn the house into a little haunted house for Sophie. And hopefully the idea behind this is that this will be a memory for her um, that will last a lifetime, hopefully. Now, we're not going to scare her. And if you saw the graphic or if you saw the announcement for what we're going to be talking about, this is Love and Marriage, the Halloween edition. And Mm. that's exactly right. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about fears, right? Because I believe we all have some. We're all afraid of something, whether it's one of those things. Maybe it's just a scary movie. Ghouls and goblins, for some of us, maybe it's a little bit more personal and deeper and uh, all kinds of stuff. So hopefully the next 10, 15 minutes we can talk a little bit about some fears. Uh, maybe not necessarily fears uh, of ghouls and goblins, but maybe these are real-life fears that you have in your relationships. Maybe they have affected your relationships. But it's not just our fear. We actually reached out to some friends uh, to kind of get some feedback from them. So we'll be hearing from them as well uh, via their responses to this question, what are you afraid of? So what do you think, Heather, when you talk about fear and Ghouls and goblins, the fun side, but yeah. also, you know, what what about the real side of fear? Yeah, well, there's so many ways you can go with it. You can talk about spiders and um, ghosts and rats and all that stuff. Or you can talk about storms, nature, you know, torn- mm. some people are so afraid of tornadoes and hurricanes and just stuff that you can't control. And nobody can control that. Um, some other fears are maybe if you're a parent, fear of letting your kid rule your life or ruining your kid's life. Relationship. <laughs> I'm just doing Ru- a little recap here. Ru- ruining your kid's lives. It's very plausible. Well, I mean, uh, this day and know, age, it's exactly right. You set them on a path sometimes, and that's uh, true. Like you the never point know, of no okay, return. How, am I am I helping my child with this, or am I harming? Pushing them to something that's not really in their wheelhouse, as you say, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. And then so they'll forever be frustrated and never fulfilled. It's wild because you just kept going on and on and on about these fears. And like nature, 
that's so valid because yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's so valid, like tornadoes, tsunamis. Well, our youngest or our oldest daughter, Sydney, is terribly afraid of tornadoes. Oh, yeah, like beyond. I don't know if she's seen a movie or heard a story from one in the past and the destruction, and she just, every time it rains, Mom, is there going to be a tornado? Or the wind blows, Mom, is there going to be a tornado? Yeah, she freaks out pretty pretty yeah, good over it. So I guess that's significant. And I guess it's it's eye opening to some degree because it really it really demonstrates the fact that we all have fears, but they're all different. Like, right. and maybe there's some similarities there. But like, I wasn't thinking about nature, but for somebody else, they're probably when you say the word fear, maybe they're thinking about one I hear a lot of is like drowning. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, oh my gosh. And I actually have a funny, not so funny story about that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Man, I guess my only memory from maybe three to four years old, I don't know exactly how I was, was very traumatic. Like, I have no other memory from this age except the the incident where I almost drowned. And maybe maybe I didn't almost drown, but in my mind, like, your boy was gone. Like I was just like I was up one second down and I remember seeing my older brother, Steve, run from afar. I see him approach. Yeah. It's almost like it's in slow motion. And I see him as I'm like, I'm like a bobber with the fish. Mm -hmm. You know, I keep going up and I'm under and I'm and, Mm -hmm. and I see him and he's running to me and I'm just like, oh, please. And I just remember he grabbed me and pulled me up. But like I can still see that yeah. as a as an old dude now, so that's weird. It's imprinted in your memory forever. That's as a e- moment exactly. That's exactly Never what forget. I was gonna say. Fear like a traumatic event. Yeah, dude, it's in there. Like it's not going it's anywhere. Different for everybody. Like, what's another thing you thought about when you're talking about fear? Uh, well, you know, we talked about kids. I go back to that because that's you know my season of life right now. They're doing school at home. They have teachers online. I'm not just in their face 24-7 because I am, you know, I do work as well. So one of my fears is that they won't get the education that they need, the well-roundedness of life. But on the other hand, I feel like they are getting more real life because they're with me in the trenches. No, I'm just kidding. You know, they go to work with me. We go to the grocery store together. We have to figure out, okay, do we have money for this? What do we need at the house? We clean the house. We, they do their schooling. Yes. Get their basics. You know, we're, we're, we're always, they see me with projects or events with the church or family stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever, and planning and prepping and all that goes into real life projects. Yeah. Yeah. Real life stuff. You know, these are very real fears that we're not doing enough to pour into our kids, that we're not teaching them or investing in them. And I I agree. Uh, There is another level uh, when you take on the responsibility. And this isn't a PSA to homeschool or anything like that. Obviously, that's a real fear. uh, And it's a very valid fear because in our society, what do we hear nonstop? 
you know, you got to be the best, you got to beat the best, and there's all this right. pressure to compete and to go to the best colleges and to make the grades. And now kids are actually taking the ACT when they're only six months old. And it's like, uh, it's basically. Like, basically, you know, my goodness, they're on technology uh, at a year old. Yeah. They know how to open an iPhone yeah. and do all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I can see how that's a very real fear, a stressor. Yeah. So if you're out there and you have that fear, you know, I guess we're in this thing together. Uh, I would just encourage all of us in that degree is be confident in what you're pouring into your kids. You know, I think each and every one of us could probably do better if we were being totally honest. But let's focus on the positive things that we do. I have to remind myself that I don't want to live in fear. Like, because I think if we do that, then we really start limiting ourselves because we're focusing on the fear as opposed to... Uh, just enjoying life and thanking God for each moment. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I think that that time is not going to stop just because you're scared and you're not wanting to either make a decision, whatever that fear is, make a decision or, you know, make a move, make a change. Time marches on. So if something is paralyzing you, you know, keeping you from, well, what if this happens? You know, I need to make this decision, but... Mm, what if this happens like you're weighing and it's good to weigh you know both sides of whatever decision or all sides could be multiple you know sometimes you just like lord please please show me the right path because i'm in turmoil here in my brain going back and forth and back and forth so sometimes fear is paralyzing and it keeps you from accomplishing anything you yeah it's crazy because fear can't stop you in your tracks you know during this process we reached out to some friends of ours just to kind of get a different perspective people that are at different stages with their families in their lives and Mm -hmm. listen to this because this is very similar to what we're saying this is a another fear that was expressed to me earlier this week it says you know i think i have two or three big fears Uh, one of them would be to look up in 18 years and realize while I was working so hard to provide for my family, I missed all the fun and important stuff. Mm. And he goes on to say, I also fear that I'm not good enough sometimes, like good enough of a Christian, a good enough man, good father, good enough leader, husband, all of the above. So, yeah, very real fears. And this is from different spectrums. So it was comforting talking or, or at least receiving that feedback to know that, hey, wait a minute, we all have these fears. Yeah. Um, are we doing good enough? Are we are we being good enough? Are we investing enough time? So I think those are all very valid, all very rational. I think we tend to let fear get the best of us. Uh, and when we're talking about this kind of stuff that relates to family, are we doing enough marriage? I think we have to have to take the positive and then we have to audit ourselves. And if there are things that need to be changed, hey, make a sincere effort to do that. So that, that would be my perspective on that for sure. Yeah, sometimes we have to work harder at giving ourselves grace. I mean, we can beat ourselves up about anything. Every day. Because we're our own worst critics and we know exactly what we're doing every minute of the day as opposed to someone else that sometimes we see people at their best but we see ourselves at our worst yeah so. it's it's easy to do for sure you know he, he went on in that that uh message to say the third thing he's really scared of is spiders so oh, hey yeah, spiders um 
I have to say that's I, a rational fear. I'm, I'm the bug killer in our house, guys. So. I, I have to admit this. This girl is pretty bad. Which Sophie? She bad. Sophie's coming up behind me, and she she may be better than me actually. Like, this girl will bare knuckle a wasp, <laughs> a spider. It don't matter what it is. She gonna find a nearest shoe, and that bug is dead. Yeah. I'm telling you, that thing is dead. Pop. Jeremy keeps the kids safe. Well, I go after you know, I mean, if, if there's a natural gifting in that area, I don't want to keep somebody else from their purpose. Right, right. So you have a natural gifting I'm to get those bugs. That That's exactly right. So this is less about me That's right. and more about you. This is me stepping back. Right. So, so. Yeah. I saw that gift and I said, you know what? I'm going to let her operate in that gift because mm-hmm. she's so good. That flip yeah. flop, that flat flip <laughs> flop, that girl is bad. Well, but you, you cook better than me. So should I go ahead and let you? Fulfill your calling? Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. So, um, being Halloween and being love and marriage and all this cool stuff, I think this season, it's because of the weather and all of the change that goes on around you. It's mm-hmm. crisp in the air. You, you got to admit, this is the best season, the best season. And I love it. Uh, dude, build a bonfire. You know, tell some stories with your back kids. Go back to your roots. Go back. Your, build a fire. Go back to your roots. This is fire. Build a fire. <laughs> I don't know. Some people, when it comes to like Halloween and scary stuff, especially the ones yeah. that like will summon or, yeah, and I don't want to get off into a spiritual thing here, but what, you know. I can handle like, I like the monster movies, the, the ones, the science fiction like you know this thing is fake, but it still looks real scary. Like, I like to be that kind of scared. I don't like to be scared like could be real life in my face type of thing. Ouija boards and yeah, all that. Man, I, I don't even like saying that word. Nope. Like, edit that out that I said that. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't gone. like that word. It's gone. Like, I don't like messing with stuff that... I'm supposed to be missed. I ain't trying to open no door. The the only spirit I'm concerned about in the name of Jesus is the Holy Spirit. So, uh, you know, I don't know what you're dabbling with out there, saints, but uh, if it ain't the word of God, I'm going to tell you, you better put that, you better burn it. You better burn it. Yeah, I don't. mm -mm. And it's a Milton Bradley (laughs) game manufactured. Like, come on, really? Man, look. Don't buy that for your kids. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not, that is not a game. Don't buy it for your kids. I remember being a buddy of mine years. I was a teenager. We did, like, we made one in a piece of paper. Oh, my goodness. And I, I swear we think, now, maybe it did or didn't work. I pray it didn't. I pray That's that was just cursed. me being a teenager. That's why you cursed. But we burnt that thing <laughs> up. I'm telling you, uh, we ain't playing no games. So, hey, if you're into that stuff, Definitely uh, open up the word. Let Jesus heal you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're here for That's you. Right. Call the hotline one nine 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 no mo. That's basically what it is. Yeah. You know, we just have fun with the kids, which I've always liked <laughs> Halloween. I feel like I'm a big kid myself when it comes to Halloween, just because it's fun, it's whimsical, it's different than the ordinary. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're just not- like Christmas. Some people get all hype about Christmas. Because it's different. It's special. It's a different time of year. You do different things. You right. decorate. You get excited. There's a feeling, you know, that comes along with it. And that's what it's about is that feeling. Yeah. So if Halloween is making you too scared and sad, just, you know, you, you got to participate. Yeah. Yeah. You got to participate. All right. Some fears with relationships. There's fear that your spouse could fall out of love with you or maybe yeah. not out of love. 
Yeah, that's a rational fear. Um, I remember one time your mother mm-hmm. told me as I proposed, uh, and we had a private conversation. She said, you know, there's going to be moments where you feel like you have fallen out of love with your spouse. And at the time, I couldn't. And you're, you know, he was so in the. You're her daughter, though. For her yeah. to say that, in other yeah. words, she's saying, "Look, you gonna fall out of love." Mm-hmm. No, but it's not that you fall out of love, but it it could feel as if. Um, and I didn't. Of course, you can't understand that. You're not even married yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you have gotten married the traditional way, you dated. We were kids. I mean, basically, uh, then you don't know enough about that to to process that comment. But I, I can definitely see that. So that is a real fear, especially when you have so much visual. You have so much mm. visual. You got lots of visual. There's a lot of visual. You see what I'm saying? You're very visual. Huh? I'm, that's the way I learn. Mm-hmm. I have to see it mm-hmm. to believe it. Amen. I hear you. Casey Kasem. <laughs> no, but seriously, what are some things you do to, to combat that fear? Well, a big thing for us I don't know if this is true for everyone, but we're always doing things together. We have a lot of the same likes and dislikes. And sometimes, you know, that can get... Sometimes, you know, you need other other friendship relationships. Yeah, yeah. To have your own. You're still an individual. If y'all want to hang out, fellas, hit me up. Let's do it. (laughs) I guess my thing is... Find your balance. What 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 is that balance? You know, you do have to spend time with your spouse or your significant other, because you don't spend time with someone. You don't. It's not it's not fellowship. You're not growing together. You're growing apart. So you got to find something that you both enjoy. It's not a chore when you're doing it. You're not forcing it. Yeah. I don't know if find something. Common ground. Some kind of, at least, you know, one thing that it's like, okay, we we both like to do this and we're going to make a point to do this on a regular basis. You know, if you got to schedule it, whatever. I don't know. Play golf. Top golf. Top golf. There you go. Top golf is, yeah. That's pretty tight. I like top golf. You know, um, you're right. And it takes work. And we talked about that last podcast, so we're not going to go back into that. But I did, I did want to play off what you said because we heard from another couple friend of ours, and they express some fears that they had, and we're talking about you know finding that time to be with each other. And my brother, my friend, he he basically indicated that he's scared that his spouse will become mad or impatient because he's gone so much. And, you know, it's a combination of work, I'm assuming, and he's gone, but he's involved in so many other things, like in the church and the community. And so, you know, that's one of his fears is that his spouse is going to grow impatient and mad. Um, and then he also expressed that he, obviously he struggles, is, if, is he good enough? You know, the, here it is again, that universal, mm-hmm. am I good enough? Am I being the type of husband I'm supposed to be? Am I being the type of father? that I'm supposed to be. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of our fears, it it definitely goes right back to the relationship. And it's good, though. What I'm seeing is that a lot of the fears are not Mm self-centered. Like, it's not just a fear of myself. But when you have a fear 
that involves someone else, like there's a relationship, yeah, that you a relationship that you don't want to hurt, then that's 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 a great sign uh, that you know your relationship really is in a healthy place. Because let's be honest, when you when your relationship ain't healthy, you ain't caring about the other person. And then he also expressed, he says, you know, I'm just worried that I may become too carnal. And I know we don't use that word on a daily basis in our regular vocabulary, but basically, you know, just becoming, just becoming just like everybody else. And as believers, uh, we are we are called to be set apart. So I believe that's something that I I struggle with as well, especially in a leadership position, because I know I have grace. You know, I know God loves me, and I know He He forgives me, and that I'm redeemed, and all that stuff. But at the same time, there still has to be some responsibility and accountability. So I struggle with that same fear. You know, am I good enough? Am I a good enough leader? Am I a good enough example? And it's all very rational. Uh, just for me and what I do, I just always have to remind myself that it's not me that's good. Uh, even when I'm trying to do good, it's not me. The only good in me, the Bible says, uh, comes from Jesus and the fact that I am a new creation in Christ. So that gives me a little bit of comfort uh, and also resting on the promises of God that, listen, we get new mercies every single day, not because we deserve them, just because that is a benefit of being a child of God. So I try to focus more on those things. I acknowledge my shortcomings and stuff. But I also have to focus on that because if we dwell there, and I'm going to call it in like the, uh, it does remind me of Halloween because if we're stuck like in that muck and mire of where the ghosts and the goblins Mm -hmm. rule, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that darkness starts to take over our persona, you know. Mm -hmm. And look, you want to be light? You got to, sometimes you got to speak light into yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, and I think looking at it from a practical or realistic, not realistic, practical, functionality type view, perspective. And I always try to, I I don't always adhere to this because, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. Just so you know, everyone has a different, I guess, balance point. There are some things, you know, with our theology and stuff that there's, there are specific balances of life and you know, there's extremes on both sides, and I feel like, well, I know that Jesus was that balance, that in-between. I feel like he was the the glue. He was the one in the middle holding both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to or want to uh, model that in my mm-hmm. life, in our lives, our kids' yeah. lives, teaching them balance if i know that i've gone overboard with something yelling or getting onto them or just not being the best example i try to apologize to them this is just something that i do because i want them to know that i realize i'm not perfect because i know that none of us are and i so i want them to remember that when they grow up and have their own lives that you know it's okay to mess up just you know right your wrong or acknowledge that you've messed up and you know if you've hurt someone else you hurt a brother or sister or your child or wife whatever apologize mm-hmm. be humble enough to say i was wrong some people scared of doing that i know that's right some people it's I mean, hard to it's hard to ask for forgiveness or mm-hmm. say i'm sorry it's hard to say you're sorry sometimes but and not in just the fact that you're saying you're sorry, but you are showing someone that 
you acknowledge you're not perfect and that you care enough about them to show that. Yeah. My, I accept your apology if oh, that's what this it, is. Oh, yeah. Thank you. For uh, the, From now yeah. on, that's on my future. Sorry, Seth. You know, that was it. I appreciate that. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm going to flip the script on you just a hair because we like I said, reached out to a couple of different couples and just got got a little bit of feedback. And one of the fears that I think this is something that a lot of us and or a lot of you might struggle with, and I'm just going to read it to you like she said in the message. It said, I used to have a lot of money fears or security fears that God has really broken me free of, but I fear falling back into those fears. And it's interesting when we're talking about money, and maybe it's not money, but maybe it's just security. I think that's a very real fear. Maybe things have happened in your life uh, that have caused you to, to be insecure. And I know it, it's it's always hard to live within your means uh, and to struggle with money. You know, it's just the American mantra, you know, bigger, better, faster. I'm not, look, I'm not knocking it. This is the greatest country on the planet. I would not want to live anywhere else. But let's be honest, we can have an excessive mentality. And a lot of the financial fears that we face, we bring on ourselves. I've been, I've been through it. I'm not just talking. God has shown me that I've had to minimize some things in my life too, uh, because we do get to that. She goes on to say that she said, when I first started this journey with God and I realized how bad I messed up my life on my own, I was literally paralyzed in fear to make any kind of decision. Mm -hmm. I was literally afraid to do anything God didn't tell me to do. He brought me through that, but sometimes it starts to sneak back up on me and I just have to remind myself that I trust God and I trust his goodness. So I want to get your perspective on that, but I wanted to give this thought too, because that's interesting because... A lot of us sometimes feel like we're ready to hear like the audible voice from God, like this is God's son, you know, and and sometimes I think we just wish that God would just like vocally mm-hmm. say, well, no, this is the path you need show to go. Don't sign. worry about it. Yeah. Lord, if you're there, show me a sign. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very real fear that we could go back to expecting God to have to prove himself on every turn that we make. What do you what do you think? Yeah, you know. I feel like the experiences in our life with God and Him showing up and showing out in our lives, I think as you get older, you have more of those experiences. And the more you do trust Him, the more He's going to continue to show you that. And I think that those past times of trial and going through something or making a decision and saying, okay, God, I feel like, you know, I feel like this is right. I've looking at it from a biblical perspective, you know, I'm trying to make sure that you're in the center of this and in control, you're at the helm, and then you make the decision. Sometimes you fail, sometimes you don't. But even in those failures, you're, you've learned something, like you've, you've experienced something. So I think the more we have those types of, we learn from them each time, and, and more and more, I think that's a way that we... Another way that we get to know God and know his love for us. Yeah. And he's he's come through count, every time. I mean, I can't even say we've gone through stuff and it's been rough while we're in it. And it's like, how do you see past the waves and the storm? And But then we come out of it and we're like, wow, I, like I totally see 
God throughout that whole situation there was, right there. there it was, was like perfectly orchestrated. And it's happened so many times for us that it's like, how can I continue to doubt or how can I doubt? Yeah. Like when we, we get into another situation where we have to make a choice or things are looking bleak or bad and, and we still do. I mean, I do, I still doubt and fear, but it's easier because I know what he's, he's always gotten us through. So what choice do we have, but to continue to have faith? No, and it works every time. I mean, you can't go wrong trusting God. You just, you can't go wrong trusting God. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we've addressed one of the fears you had. We'll see you next time.